the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, representing the exact opposite. We have my lovely co-host, producer Ramon B. Hi there. He's waving, but you can't see because this is audio only, and I'll tell you why that is in a minute. Okay. Jillian Cooper Yay. from Austin, Texas, is a caller today. Say hi, How's Jillian. How's it going? Good. Now, uh, Jillian, uh, you're keeping it weird in Austin, am I right? We try to keep it weird down here mm-hmm. in, the, in the ATX. Now, uh, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. Here yes, we go. These we are do. printed on actual paper, so you know it's real. This is not fake. This is real news. Did you hear that smoking is declining rapidly in America? Have you heard about this? No. In related news, it's freezing outside. So, Jillian. It's very cold. Uh, we, uh, we were talking about the bangles. Well, because. What was the, what was the, uh, the, the mm-hmm. chick in the bangles with the model good look? Christina, was that her name? Uh, Susanna Hoffman. Hoff, Hoff, that's right. Now, I saw her on uh, a tribute to Simon and Garfunkel. Really? Wow. Or Paul Simon. Okay. That's cool. She's lovely. So, Jillian, uh, you're in real estate in the world's greatest real estate company in Austin, Texas, Crit Realty. And you're, are you new? I've been I, I've been in the business on and off uh, for the last probably twelve years. Oh wow! Um, That's yeah, my husband new. and I started a martial arts business, and so I was caught up in that for a while. So she te- so remote, she teaches people how to punch you in the face, which I used to call ice hockey. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, it was called ice hockey. And uh, I was the king of black eyes. Let me just say that nobody, no kid in my school had more black eyes than me. My eye socket was an elbow magnet. I don't know what that was all about. Oh, it wasn't fists to your face? It was that and pucks and every other sticks, you you name it. Uh, So, Jillian, uh, we were talking on the way here. This is how you get to be a victim, I mean, volunteer for the podcast. You call me. Yeah, you got hoodwinked into it by calling me at the wrong time. And we were talking about how you were thinking of advertising on the Facebook, I think was the story, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I am, um, you know, I'm doing some marketing and whatnot for my gym. And um, mm-hmm. he kind of pulled me, my marketing guy kind of pulled me into, um, you know, getting, uh, doing some marketing for uh, my real estate business as well. And so it didn't quite feel right to me. And that's 
Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here today. I got uh, gave you a call, and now I'm on. Read, read those. On this, you on read podcast. me. You read me the top ten things or something that that was going to go in the ad. Read those again for our listeners at home, if there are any. Um. So here's um here's what I was told um to put into um this download. You know that would be um. On a, on a Facebook ad to pull people in to, uh, you know, gather your information and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's the um, the top five things to consider when downsizing in Texas. This is kind of like the top ten uh, Amish pickup lines that I do. Akin, oh, yes. It's akin <laughs> to that, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So um, the, uh, the top five things in this article was um, timing of the sale. Number two, emotional preparedness. Number three, preparing your home for sale. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. I need a hug. Emotional preparedness. <laughs> number four, uh, decluttering and organization. And number five, location and cost of living. So, so how, when you're selling a house, how would the location well, – first of all, the location isn't changeable. Neither is the cost of living, Right. Um, I think that has more to do um, with um, choosing your uh, your downsized uh, residence. Oh, this is downsizing. I yes, you. this is targeted to people that are downsizing. The top five you. things to consider when downsizing in Austin, Texas. So here's here's why the real estate in my little intro, uh, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong. These are perfect examples of that. First of all, the timing of the sale of your house, okay? So um, now is always the best time to sell. And the reason is you never know what economic downturn or anything like overnight. Uh, I remember, um, you know, I, I, I'm in airports all the time going to do a speaking gig or something and I'll hear I'm a great uh, eavesdropper that's a profession that you you pick up on when you're in the airport you listen to other people's conversations so I hear realtors saying you know probably if you wait till after the first of the year to sell your house you know it'd be better or something the spring is the best time to sell and then all of a sudden 9-11 happened and you could have heard a pin drop in the real estate industry overnight so uh, so you never know. So now is you with with rare exceptions is always the best time to sell. The emotional preparedness. I, don't know, I think it's probably. Did I you still know. want me to give you a hug? No, I I, I rethought that. Okay. I don't because no, I, I don't. I'll do it. <laughs> I know that's the part that made uh, me rethink it. Just let course. me know. And then uh, preparing the house. So we were talking about how. Uh, in uh, fixing up a house that you're going to sell is always a horrible idea. You always lose money. And, and there's, I think, two issues in Realtor Magazine uh, that, you, that you, you, we, we subscribe to um, with a gun to our head. We can't get out of it. So when you pay your dues as a realtor, you get Realtor Magazine. So it is, it's something like the uh, top ten things or top five things you can do that give you the highest return on your investment. So it's, it happens to be kitchens and bath remodels. So you get, you get like 90% of your money back. So the title of that ad should have been, which home improvement projects lose you the least money? 
So you're losing 10 percent, you know, and, and the obvious reason is you're tearing out a perfectly good kitchen and a perfectly good bathroom, a working bathroom and kitchen that had some value. That costs money to tear it out. And then you then you pick out and you go to Home Depot. I don't know if you've been. Have you been to the Home Depot, Jillian? I have. Yes. So when you go to the Home lots Depot. Of, lots of times when I bought a house. Yeah, so when you go to the yeah, they have they got all my money after I bought a house, I know that. But but I notice they have you know, if I'm going to buy kitchen cabinets, they have about 100 different choices in colors and surfaces and textures of kitchen cabinets alone, not to mention the countertops, not to mention the flooring, not to mention the appliances. So there's like about a gugillion, which is uh a one with one gugillion zeros after it, in case you were wondering. Uh, a gugillion choices. So what are the chances you're going to pick what I would have picked? So I'm the buyer. Would you, would you want me to allow you to pick your own surfaces, colors, all that? Yeah, you would want me. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, that's why people want to buy a house, right? Because yeah. it's theirs and they can pick what they want and have their own, um, you know, personal taste within right. the house. So in a new home, when you go to a new home subdivision and they have the giant American flag and that little chain link fence that traps you inside, when you walk in there and you're looking at the models, the models always have the same color countertop. What color is that, Jillian? White and gray. Nope. It's any color you want you have a completely oh, yeah. custom experience and that only happens once well, if you buy a new home they completely screw you you grossly overpay and it's because of that custom experience you get new car smell and you get the colors you want so if if you're selling your house you can offer the new buyer new car smell but you can't offer them the colors they want so mm-hmm. if you sell your house as a fix-up, like anybody who walked into my house would go, oh, this is a fix-up because <laughs> I live like a pig. But that's just me. You know. But I would never dream of fixing up my house before I sell it because I want the, the buyer to grossly overpay. So let's do an experiment. Now, Jillian, what's your husband's name? His name's Sean. Sean? Like uh-huh. S-E-A-N? Now, when you married Sean, how long have you been married? We have been together 11 years, married for three. Okay. When you married Sean, was he perfect or did you marry him because you thought he had potential? (laughs) I think we know the answer. Sean won't ever hear this because we just said that on the air. So he's not going to find out about this episode. But that... The, the potential when people see a fix-up house, they are imagining what they're going to do for it, and they grossly overpay for it for that reason because they see the potential. And once you fix it up, that's it. You know, they go, oh, they put in the uh, that uh, gold-colored speckledy granite countertop. That's not really my thing. You know, that uh, Wood floor they put in with that clackety-clack sound that I walk on. That's kind of shrinking my groove. I'm not really digging the uh, cherry wood, you know, cab. That's a, you know, so it's I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm glad it has new car smell, but I'm not willing to overpay for it because it's not exactly what I would have picked. So you're always better off not fixing up before you sell. Uh, oh, and that other thing, when you hire the painter – 
uh, you recommend, most realtors will recommend, oh, what you do is you get a stager and you get a painter and you get this and then the painter and the stager is always married to a discount realtor and now you're out and you lose the listing anyway. So it really wouldn't matter. So all of that stuff is a bad idea. So the reverse would be true. If you want to, um, if all real estate agents are saying the same thing, isn't it true in your market in Austin, Texas, that 90% of the real estate agents fail miserably in real estate? Isn't that true the way it is everywhere else? Oh, I think it's even worse in Austin. Right. So if they're all telling their clients to do these things, focus on the timing, the emotional uh, preparedness, the preparation, the decluttering, the the location, the cost of living, if that's what they're talking about and they are, are, are all talking about that stuff instead of what really matters, then when you are the only one talking about the opposite stuff. So here's the question that you should ask. If I have an amazing strategy, and I do, and it would 1,000% guarantee that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house, and they'd be very happy that they did, and you would end up netting tens of thousands of extra dollars that you could never get any other way with, or with any other agent, would you want to hear about that, or are you allergic to money? So the secret, <laughs> the secret to sales is about a setup, an elaborate setup, You set them up, you set them up, you set them up, you cut off all the angles, you set them up, and then you ask one magic question that has no wrong answer, and you already know the answer. And they would say, well, uh, how would you do that, Jillian? And then because Jillian's a fearless agent, she would say, well, it wouldn't matter how I do it if you don't want the money. Do you? And they'd say, yeah. You'd say, okay, here's how we do it. Step number one is we're going to meet. And I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you have a nine-to-five job? Yes. Okay. And then you book the appointment. So so what you want to advertise is something along those lines, is a unique, opposite of what all realtors do, system that always works to make the buyer grossly overpay for your crappy, smelly house. So everybody wants that. And anybody who doesn't is too psycho to do business with. If, if they don't want that, then they're probably even weird for Austin, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> I, would, uh, I would advertise something like that. Now, we were talking about how uh, in all my years of doing this, I've never talked to an agent who did marketing aimed at – and this is on Facebook, marketing aimed at sellers that I ever heard had good results. For some reason, all the marketing on Facebook, if it works, and it normally doesn't, but if it does, it it normally attracts buyers. So this would be experimental. You'd be the first, well, you're the crash test dummy. You're the first one to ever get it right if it does work. But I w- that's probably what I would recommend. Make Make your ad sound different than any other agent is adver- so all agents are are advertising houses typically on Facebook, and then the buyers will call on that ad. Some of those buyers will have a house to sell, 
and and then the agent that takes that call wouldn't know how to find that out or turn it into a listing appointment even even if they wanted to but um that would be that might be a better way to go is advertise a house and then talk to the buyers that have a house to sell sure like the downsizing folks so um but but sell the the product you sell is tens of thousands of extra dollars net in the seller's pocket that they could not get any other way or with any other agent and a simple understandable step-by-step plan to do that which i will teach you so that's the that's the secret that's great what other questions do you have about being a successful real estate agent um nothing nothing specific at this time i just um i just kind of wanted to get your um your two cents on on this uh, article that wasn't, um, you know, quite rubbing, rubbing me right. Okay. And I just wanted to, um, you know, get some more insight and how I could clean it up, make it sound better, or even if this was a, a, a good idea to even roll with. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody um, wants to call Jillian, uh, send her business, you can do that by calling her toll-free day or night at 512-992-3200 in Austin, Texas, and she'll do a great job. Now, are you able to take some notes, sure. Jillian? Yes, sir. So we have been talking about working with buyers, and where we left off in last week's episode was uh, the secret of presenting offers the right way. So it's a three-step process. Number one is get on their side. Number two is three components. And number three is hit them with the highlights. So my my real estate mentor Floyd Wickman taught me this but uh, an example of getting on their side you know I had a guy that uh, was a photographer and uh, he was my photographer for my you know doing my brochure and stuff like that and uh, so I his name is Tom so uh, Tom uh I went in, he had shot some photos of me for my for my brochure, and then I, I go in to see him, and he says, uh, hey, um, before I show you the proofs, he goes, you know, I'm thinking about selling my house. And I go, oh, is that right? I'd like to talk to you about that. And he goes, well, I was, I was thinking about selling it for sale by owner. And I go, okay. So I just kind of let it go. And then uh, – he uh, says, you know, how's everything been going? I say, great. I said, my daughter, Megan, just turned one year old. He goes, oh, we should get her in and do her little uh, one-year-old portrait. I said, well, Tom, I used to be a professional photographer before I got into real estate, so I, I could do that myself, but that would be as stupid as you selling your house as a FISBO, wouldn't it? Anyway, so I end up getting the listing on his house. <laughs> so... Um, when when I get the listing on his house, we got uh, three agents called me up, and they all three wanted to present their offers in person, which is great. So uh, I have them come over. Now, he's got kind of a makeshift photo studio also in his garage where he shoots some kind of stuff. So I said, you know, there's like a sofa in there and comfortable. I said, well, I'm going to have two of the – it was three lady agents. I said, I'm going to have uh, – oh, no, it was two agents, one of them – sent me the offer, emailed me the offer, and the other two wanted to present it in person. So I, I said, I'm going to present the the first one. So I do a net sheet and everything, and then I present the uh, first offer that had been emailed to me, and he 
they know what the net is. And then I let the one lady in and she comes and she presents her offer and it's a little bit better than the one that was emailed. And then I do the net sheet and then she goes back into the soundproof booth and then the third lady comes in and the third lady says, she goes, she goes, I I can't remember if you guys were here when I, when I showed your house and then Tom looks at his wife and she goes, no, I don't think so. She goes, well, they have three kids and these kids loved your house, especially the backyard. Now I'm looking in the backyard that has waist high weeds. It's like a vacant dirt lot that, you know, I I know everything is covered with dust. My, my sellers have not been in that backyard for a hundred years. And I, and, and they said, yeah, that backyard is going to be perfect for them. I said, yeah, I hope they don't have asthma. <laughs> it looks like hay fever city out there. So then she lays out the little school portraits of the kids, the pictures of the kids. And I'm going, oh, here we go. And then Tom's wife is going, oh, look how cute they are. Oh, my goodness. You know, so then she she goes through their offer and uh, and it was the lowest of the three. And and then I do the net sheet. She goes into the soundproof booth, and I, I said, "Okay, um, you know, what do you want to do?" And and they go, "Oh, we're going to sell it to the kids." I said, "Yes, I know that, but what what uh, you know, you want to do a counter offer? Are we the other two offers?" She goes, "No, no, we'll just we'll just we're going to sell it to the kids." And I go, "Really?" <laughs> Tom's looking at his wife, going, "Is this the same woman that I married?" <laughs> the cheap woman? and. And so that's the secret is to get on their side. So one of the things you don't want to do is that commonly agents will do is they go, well, you know, we're we my my buyers like your house, but you know we're looking at some other ones, and you know I I'm looking at some comps and they're showing the comps and stuff like that. So so that that is not the way to get on the seller side. So um, and then the other thing is is three components. So. The setup that I would I would do is you know my my seller my buyers have uh, been looking and looking and looking and your house is absolutely perfect for my buyers. Okay, they love everything about it. It's so much better for them than any of the houses we've seen. So that's the get on their side side. And really tonight. You know, we've got everything in place. The, the perfect storm, really, in real estate is when when the best buyer who's willing to pay the most for your house, and you've got your house, which is the best house of all the houses available to my buyers. You know, that's kind of the perfect storm. So right now, I've got three things in place, and I'll cl- clump down my calculator. We've got your house. Here's my pen. We've got you. And then here's my buyer, you know, maybe the phone, which is, of course, turned to uh, airplane mode, so it's not going to ring or vibrate. So right now, that's what it takes to have a a successful transaction, right? And if any one of these was to go away and I would pick up the phone for the buyer, then we don't have what we need. We don't have all three components, but right now we've got all three in place. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to explain what you do but if if you do if you decide to do a counter offer then again the buyer can go away but right now we've got everything in place to to have a successful transaction and then which is part of the elaborate setup and then you hit them with the highlights so there's three things that sellers care about you know one 
is how much you're going to get. Number two is what are your chances or when are you going to get it? And number three, in, in other words, closing day. And then number three would be what are your chances of actually getting it? So let's take them one at a time. And then you do them in reverse order. So I, uh, the lender that my buyers are using is a lender that I've used for 12 years. All 12 years I've been in real estate. When, they, when he says they're good, they're good. And on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being metaphysical certitude of them qualifying for and obtaining the loan, my lender says there are nine and there are no tens. Number two is when are you going to get it? And, and uh, moving day is a, uh, sometimes a moving target, but we're, we're, the way the offer's written is closing day we're shooting for is 30 days from today. By the way, would that work for you? And then the seller might say, yeah, that'll work, you know. And then the third thing is how much are you going to get? And based on how much you owe and everything, uh, your net, the amount that would be on the check that I'd be handing you at closing would be $134,000. Any questions? So that's the way to do it. Now, before you pull out the paperwork with all the fine print, if you can't agree to those two things, when are you going to get it and how much you're going to get, net. So always hit them with the net. So if they say no, no question, say, okay, well, let me show you how we get there. And then you pull out the offer. So that's the way to present an offer. Now, um, it's very uncommon because of realtor laziness and the market has something to do with it. Back when uh, Back when it was uh, the average days on the market in Austin was probably a year at one time, back in the 1980s. Uh, and it will probably go back to that. So the market's slowing down dramatically in Austin and everywhere in America, some, some places faster than others. But Austin is kind of an average size big town. But the market, I know, I know a lot about the Austin market, and it is dramatically slowing down. In Phoenix, it's dramatically slowing down. On the coasts, you know, if you're on the ocean, it's not quite as slow yet, but it's slowing down everywhere. So you could go back to a market where it, the, the houses are on the market for a year. And when I got into real estate in 1984, the average days on the market was, was you know, it took about a year and a half for the average house to sell. So many houses were on the market for two years. So uh, when you're when you're uh, presenting offers, you know, showing houses, that's a, that's a different thing than when the when the market was really hot. So realtors would present their offers in person. They'd represent their buyer in the best way possible. Now, when the, it's the average days on the market is 10 days and they're always multiple offers and people climbing all over themselves, then that's less practical to do. But um, if you can present your offer in person and, and like the lady with the pictures of the kids and all that, that would be the best case scenario. So, um, But hit them with the highlights is, is the secret to that. And by the way, if any of the stuff <coughs> – that was me coughing. There's a button I'm supposed to press when I cough. Did you, ever, did you notice how I ignored the button completely, Ramon? No, you press that button to cough. 
Oh, is that what I Yeah. Do? Okay. You're reading it wrong. But if any of the stuff we talk about here on the big podcast makes any sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagent.com. In the top on the banner on the right-hand side, there's a webinar. Watch that, and then you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. And uh, we'll just see if what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if that would be a good fit. If it is a good fit, you'll get rich. If it's not a good fit, I'll let you know that. And we're still happy to help you in some other ways, like the podcast. And um, also, if you're a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, you can call me about that after going to my website at fearlessagentrecruiting.com and watching that video. And I want to thank you, Jillian, for being with us today. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was great. Thanks a lot, Bob. Great information. Thank you. And please do And also give us a five-star review of this podcast for those of you tuning in. And go to fearlessagent.tv. Subscribe to that. And uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun. Stay humble. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.